Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of TNC's Down the Wire podcast. Um, as some of you may know by now, my name is Craig Norfeth from the CTO at Network Collective and I'm going to be your host for the next 20 or so minutes. Um, I'm delighted to be joined today by my colleague Claire Tindall, who's one of TNC's principal consultants. Claire, would you like to take a quick minute to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi Craig. Um, I'm Claire Tindall, I'm Principal Consultant at the Network Collective, as you've just said. I've been at TNC 11 years and prior to that I was about a dozen years in telecoms on the account management side of things. So at TNC I work with some of our biggest customers um, in terms of strategy for um, voice networking uh, mobile um, and in particular been involved with quite a number of uh, these types of services that we're going to uh, discuss today and the strategy for those so looking forward to chatting about it excellent it's great to have you on Claire. i think this is your first time is it on, on it is. excellent well <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> um okay so before we get into the topic today um i just wanted to really quickly remind everybody about tnc and uh, our key credentials so um tnc what do we do so we are the uk's largest independent telecoms professional service consultancy um, we support just over 280 major UK and multinational organisations um, deliver effectively a full life cycle of strategy sourcing, deployment, in-life managed services, things like billing management, vendor management, in-life management and service management, all types of network and telecom services. So, yeah, if, if, uh, if you've got any services that are doing in network and telecoms, we're the guys. <laughs> um, so, I guess, right, without further ado, Claire, um, today's topic... UCAS versus CCAS versus CPAS. Easy enough for me to say. Um, that's a lot of acronyms. Um, but these are these are kind of you know words that we're we're hearing a lot from our customers. Um, and I guess the underlying solutions that these acronyms represent uh, are starting to have a kind of huge impact on the market and a lot of strategies and sourcing processes that we're running. So I guess you know, let's start start with the basics. You know, in a nutshell, I guess what 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 are these things? What are the core principles of UCAS, CPAS, and CPAS? Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, let's demystify the acronyms. So we're talking about UCAS, Unified Comms as a Service. Um, so that's typically um, you know, the way of communicating many of us have become very used to uh, over the past year in particular. Um, so uh, like we're doing now, video calling, voice calling, um, you know, sharing of documentation. Um, and so a, a unified um, communications platform that typically sits within the cloud. So that's the as a service part. Um, contact center as a service. So uh, that's obviously, I think, you know, traditionally contact center, people might have thought about banks of people in headsets. Um, they're ready to answer your calls. These days, it's a great deal more sophisticated in how um, customers are being served. So it's always of contacting um, your, your client base. And again, uh, in the cloud, typically subscription-based, um, far richer features than we would have seen um, in the past. It, you know, it goes way beyond call forwarding, call recording, et cetera, et cetera. Now we'll come uh, on to those uh, types of features uh, later on today. And then CPaaS is communication platform as a service. And that's really the complete toolkit uh, of um, being able to um, combine the, those areas and those channels and ways of com communicating both internally and externally uh, with your with your customers it's very flex flexible and agile way of approaching the solution and, and might give you the richest um, set of features in, in terms of um, that communication so in a nutshell across those 
three sets of acronyms. We're talking about ways to communicate, essentially, and largely based in the cloud. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think the commonality there is these are cloud-based services and kind of following the as-a-service model and, and the kind of, you know, what we're seeing from, a, from an application, a compute point of view, this is a communication service, which is effectively an application that's being now elevated into the cloud and consumed as a subscription service, which is which is, which is great from a flexibility point of view. So that's, no, that's really, really good. I guess, I guess you know, you, you touched upon a couple of points there around um, the way we're communicating now, the way we've been communicating over the last you know year or so. Um, is that the only reason why this is a hot topic now, or are there other things in the mix that's kind of driving people to move some of these you know, traditional on-prem type services, I guess, out into the cloud? What are the, what are the key drivers around this? Uh, yeah, it's a whole range uh, of um, reasons why this is now becoming a, a hot topic. So um, the needs of customers, um, and this is right across the demographic space, are, are rapidly shifting at the moment. Customers want to be able to have the complete customer journey, their end-to-end experience, um, to be easy and seamless with organisations. And organisations really recognise this and recognise that in order to get the greatest um, leverage from their customer relationships and the most competitive advantage, they need to be addressing this. So the customer needs um, and the rapidly changing patterns of how customers want to engage with organisations is probably the biggest key driver of this. It needs to be via all types of channels, um, phone, video, chat, email, social media platforms and then that customer journey might need to travel between the back office and the front office and the contact center so it needs to be a really flexible agile service um if you're going to be putting all that um important customer engagement onto a, a single platform um and going to one of these as a service it needs to have operational resilience as well so that's another factor that as a service type um, solutions can, can really address. So that's another key driver. And organizations within the marketplace that deal in these services and some of the more traditional um, telecoms companies are really recognizing the drive and the need for these services. So that competitive UK landscape where, when it, it comes to these ways of communicating is another factor uh, that means we've got a real uh, revolution in, t- in terms of the types of solutions that are available, the price points that they're coming at, the features that, that are inherent within them. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting time in terms of the um, market conditions. So yes, I mean, um, it's really interesting stuff, Clara. And I think, you know, maybe some of the other external factors like the demographic now and the way people communicate using smartphones and obviously being expectations I guess as well of of consumers these days to be able to interact and engage with customers through different methods so that kind of digital engagement piece not necessarily just coming directly in through the telephone channel being able to interact through you know Twitter or Facebook or Messenger the the demographics driving that I think and maybe the the consumerization of some of this IT is also maybe changing changing the approach organizations need to consume or, or or provide these services for their customer base. Is that is that kind of what we're seeing? Yeah, that's definitely what we're seeing. I mean, I think um, we're not going to get into the details of this today, but we've got seen some really um, interesting shift in terms of the percentages of customer interactions that used to be by phone that are now occurring uh, uh, via chat. Uh, via social media and there's an increasingly a push by organizations to try and 
um, ensure customers are doing more self-serve, um, more digital engagement. So because that's a far more efficient model um, and can often be an enhanced experience for the customer as well. So that digital engagement is also really is also really driving the change in customer behavior that's in turn um, driving the changes within the marketplace. And it's all too easy to see how that digital engagement is increasingly going to bring things like AI into the mix. And that's going to be a, a, the next big growth area in, in this space. So it's, it's a really exciting time. So I guess I guess when we are particularly focusing on the as a service side capabilities, in comparison to maybe some of the traditional, even legacy type platforms around, if we focus on contact center, um, I guess, you know, when we do talk about these alternative channels, the as a service model, effectively the, the, the entry into being able to trial and test them channels is much easier than what it would be in a traditional model where it's fairly infrastructure led, quite costly to add things like, you know, web chat or social interaction. Whereas I guess in an as a service model, it's a, we'll subscribe to that service, we'll test it out, we'll see how it goes. And if it's no good, we'll take it back out again. Is that, again, is that, is that kind of a model why we're seeing an attraction to as a service? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, it, you've hit the nail on the head there, I think, really, Craig, in, in terms of the fact that it's an incredibly agile and flexible way of deploying these services. So we quite often see um, customers approaching this in a very modular way um, and uh, perhaps going in initially, um, exactly as you said, to sort of trialing this on certain campaigns, maybe even, or um, for certain sections of the company, and maybe even first initially on an internal help desk and then to um, external customer um, communications adding um, you know social media and chat bots where they where they might start first of all with messaging for example and you can build these things these things up gradually so it's a very um, flexible potentially um, way of way of approaching it um, uh, and a far more agile way of approaching it than having you know a, a big investment in equipment in this that's sitting on press that we can be updated and so forth it's a completely different way of approaching it yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense okay well let's let's stay on the topic of the contact center then for now and, and look at the kind of as a service models there so we've talked about ccas and we've talked about cpas obviously there's some some differences there do you want to do you want to kind of give us a, a little bit more insight into what what are the key differences between them two variations but then i guess the commonalities in terms of the let's call them modern contact center capabilities what what we see in these platforms effectively um yeah what what, what do these platforms bring to a to a to a customer effectively okay so yeah so contact center um as a service so we've touched on some of these things already um contact center as a service is generally procured and used by um companies by by going with one organization that's delivering all their contact center needs um so they're delivering those needs from the cloud um as as we've discussed and that's going to cover um things like um uh, interaction with their CRM tools, um, uh, as we've talked about, um, social media, chat, 
um, being able to track the customer journey. It's going to have um, nice things like um, supervisor capability in order to track um, the agent. It's going to have workforce management. So it's going to be um, a total service for managing your contact center. Um, and it will have a, a lot of customer experience elements um, rolled into it. And you'll be engaging with um, a particular um, contact center as a service provider, uh, and, and that's how it, it would work. I think the next um, step on from that is um, CPAS, the communications uh, platform as a service that, that we've talked about. We describe that as a, a, a toolkit or sort of pure play um, type of, of service before. That might be where an organization wants to get more hands-on um, with how it um, programs um, and how it makes its approach to. Um, we, we use the term um, omnichannel. Um, a lot when we talk about contact center as a service and, and CPAS. So it's about being able to um, program and uh, modify um, the service to really fit the customer needs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very programmable um, and, and a flexible model when it comes to CPAS as opposed to the total service solution that is contact center as a service. Hopefully, hopefully that helps clear that, clear that up. Yeah, and no, I think I think that's good. I mean, I always I always kind of think of these things as you know, CCAS is like a it's just like a package type of solution. So yeah, if you, you you select what you want from the menu and you effectively take it as a package from a single service provider. Whereas you know, CPAS is, is as you mentioned, it's more of a toolkit type capability, and you usually need to have your own development team and you kind of bespoke it to your needs. So it could be one component like a, a web chat bot, or it could be an outbound dialer and effectively integrates into maybe some other platforms. And the difference the difference between the two is obviously one's more flexible in terms of how you use it and consume it, whereas the other is more of a, like a traditional sort of contracted service where it's packaged and you take the whole set of capabilities into it into a, I guess a single contract. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Good overview. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think. I think while we're talking about um, contact center um, and we mentioned that on the channel, we also mentioned about knitting the various capabilities together. It's probably just worth spending a moment so that people understand that there's various ways of interacting and knitting, knitting these channels together. Quite often we have clients that have multiple channels or, or, and ways of, of um, communicating with their customers. So email will be separate from a mes messaging system, which might be separate from uh, the voice recording system, might, which might be separate from app development. And we have um, you know, customers that are starting to pull those channels together and then they're having a sort of multi-channel experience where the data might interact between those various different channels. And so they start to get some kind of an idea where customers are trying to get themselves into the space is omnichannel where there's total data integration there's a real understanding of the customer and really as you consider these different models ccas cpass how much you integrate them the the greater you can move towards that integrated omnichannel model where all your channels are working together where you've got that data customer data um, and tracking it through through the whole, all the, all, all the channels and ways of interacting. Um, that's really the 
totally great understanding for particularly our retail customers. But all types of organizations are higher education customers or um, you know, public sector customers. There's, there's kind of no type of organization that doesn't want that um, deeply knitted um, understanding of the customer journey and the, and the data that's contained within that. Yeah, thanks, Claire. That's a really good overview. I think there's particularly the difference between multiple channel and multi-channel. There's a lot of misconception in, in, in from the customer base and across the market around the difference between them two. So it's really good to hear that. Okay, let's let, let's move on. Conscious concept of time. So we've talked a lot about contact center. Um, let's talk a little bit about unified comms as a service then, and kind of what we're seeing what we're seeing in the market here. I, you know, I think I think we, we we see two key approaches, don't we? So I'll uh, I won't spoil the I'll spoil it for you. I'll let you I'll let you crack on and uh, talk through that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I think that probably um, quite a lot of people won't be surprised at, at the two key approaches here. It's um, it's impossible to mention um, Unified Comms um, at UCAS um, as a service um, without mentioning Teams. Um, obviously, um, the Microsoft product, product then as part of the Microsoft suite um, is the biggest player that we see in terms of um, enterprise business. Um, and that's obviously a massive um, factor uh, within the marketplace. We, we've recently seen Microsoft release APIs um, for, for Teams so that contact center can increasingly um, integrate uh, with Teams. And the more that we can see a native capability um, connected with Teams, the the uh, more interesting that whole area is going to be in terms of providing a service that um, our clients are already familiar with and, and, that, and that they can use and that could maybe integrate and knit into other services as they come along. So obviously Teams is ma a massive part of the um, UCAS marketplace, but it, it's not the only player. There's a lot of uh, WeTerm and pure play um, solutions, um, one of which I'm sure many people have become familiar with over the past year in the incredible story Zoom, um, increasingly seen again in the enterprise uh, business space, uh, but a number of other player, players as well, such as um, Ring Central, 8x8 and, and, and various others. So um, this capability to be able to um, you know, video, meet, um, chat, etc. et cetera, that, that um, communications platform space is, um, is also really, really interesting. Yeah, I think it's kind of circling back to the reasons for change around this, you know, obviously team, teams across uh, much of our customer base is, is, is being rolled out, it's highly penetrated and people are using it for internal calling, but I guess now it's extending out to look at, well, in this new world of hybrid working, where people still potentially need to call externally or interface externally to other organisations, Teams potentially is a driver for that, but then taking into account that there are other services out there which can either stand natively, stand alone, or increasingly can integrate, integrate with Teams as well. I think that's a really interesting thing to watch over the next, next year or two to see what happens to some of them traditional services as well. You know, the on-prem PBXs and things like that will probably start disappearing, I would think. Okay, yeah. but I'm very conscious of time, so we do need to kind of get to the last topic, which is, so what do we do next? You know, what, what, what are customers doing about this? What approaches are they taking to really understand what they need to do um, around this call as a service type capability? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, in common with a lot of other areas of telecom strategy, you need to understand um, your requirements. So in this case, you need to understand your customer requirements and how you approach, approach the customer. So we've already talked a lot already about the sort of channels that you want to use to approach your customer and how you want to get insights and data into what your customer, it, 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 that insight and that data analysis as to how your customer is behaving and the customer journey, you increasingly want to assist them with self-serve, et cetera. Um, so understanding your strategy in that place and how you want to interact, where you are currently with, with those channels and how you want to use them in the future, what requirements you have that is essential. Um, and then you'll start to think about what how advanced you are in terms of do you want to go for a CPAS strategy? Do you want to engage with um, uh, and do you have the needs for contact center as a service, et cetera? So that will lead you to how you're going to integrate your channels together and the approach you're going to use. And then it will be about um, you know, your people and processes internally, the types of operating model that you want to use for this. So understanding all of those requirements, um, where you are in terms of your customer interaction channels and where you want to be. Um, those are the those are the starting blocks really um, in order to get you underway with really coming up with the best solution for this because it's a really exciting time as we've talked about um, in the marketplace for these types of solutions. And, um, taking those next steps are going to put you in the best place to be ready for it. That's great, Claire. Thank you very much. We have unfortunately run out of time. I know we could talk about this stuff for a lot, lot longer. And I'm sure we will do in future episodes of the podcast. But yeah, thank you very much for your interesting insights. Very, very good. Um, and yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um, please do let us know if there's any questions that you've got about this or any other topics. Um, you can obviously get in touch with us through the website or any of the uh, social channels that we're uh, available on. And we look forward to talking to you all again soon. Thank you very much. Bye.